Hey everyone, welcome back to Racing to Win, brought to you by Apex 146. I'm your host, Julia Robinson. All right, so we are officially into the second half of the 2021 MotoGP season. That kickoff race uh, after that nice long summer break was, needless to say, very exciting. Uh, Did in fact match the drama in Austria from 2020. So last three years, we have had three red flag races. But besides the red flag at the very beginning of the race, we saw some amazing racing. Uh, One of my favorite takeaways from last weekend is that the top five riders from the MotoGP race all stemmed from different manufacturers. So we had Martin from Ducati, Mir from Suzuki, Quattraro from Yamaha, Bender from KTM, and Nakagami from Honda. So everybody except Aprilia was joining the party, fighting for those podium positions. So game plan for today, we are going to talk about some of the riders that really stood out from last weekend. Now, not all of these are going to be riders that fell on the podium because that's what we strive to do. We are trying to really highlight not only those that clearly had a successful race, but also some riders that have some hidden talents that otherwise would probably go unnoticed. So we're going to talk about last weekend briefly, and then we're going to dive into what this weekend looks like in Austria, weather, track conditions, and who you should probably be keeping an eye on. So let's start where probably everybody is thinking, the race winner, Jorge Martin, Spanish rookie. He's on uh, Pramac Racing Ducati. He's had a bit of a roller coaster start to his season. He was a shining star in Qatar, had a pretty severe injury the third round in Portugal, missed a few races, and has clearly made a statement that he is back and ready to not only fight for rookie of the year, but perhaps challenge some of the more seasoned riders in qualifying and on race day. So three specific things I want to talk about uh, in regards to Martin. First is his obviously very strong qualifying. He started on pole position, but being able to carry that performance over to race day Sunday and get a good start off the grid. As we talked about last week, this is very important for this circuit. And Martin did hold the strongest whole shot index which is a combination of qualifying as well as sector one time. So this means not only was he able to put it together on Saturday, he came Sunday, he got a very good start off the grid right behind Jack Miller, and then he was able to carry that momentum going forward. So looking past the race start, Martin also fell in the top five for efficiency index. Now, this index really focuses on a rider's ability to maintain forward momentum throughout a race. It takes into account a handful of variables, but let's just say that it is really looking at a rider's ability to have a strong qualifying and then carry that momentum forward by executing clean passes and finishing ahead of where they started from. 
Now, Martin started in pole position. He finished in first, so we can check that box. He did have a little volatility in his position off the grid. Uh, by lap two, he was in third, but then he was able to overtake Mir and uh, Miller and then lead from lap four until the end of the race. So he was able to get ahead by lap four, and then he was able to stay ahead and create a gap. So now we're going to look at a third performance characteristic, and that is Martin's ability to hold a superior speed and consistency index. Now, these may be two seemingly basic performance characteristics, but it takes a very fine balance of speed and consistency to put together a successful race. So Martin actually, which as a rookie, again, is pretty impressive, held the strongest speed index. He also fell in the top three for consistency. So if you are wondering how he was able to pull ahead and create a pretty comfortable gap between himself and Mir, this is how, one lap after another, he was clocking in very competitive times with very little fluctuation from one lap to the next. Now, I could talk all day about this rookie's performance because it was stellar, but we are going to shift and look at Brad Binder. Um... He did not finish on the podium, but he also did start in 16th and ended in 4th. So last week, I know I did focus a bit on the two factory KTM riders. Um, I had them on my watch list. Oliveira had an unfortunate start to the race weekend, but Binder did once again prove he is a Sunday race day guy. Uh, again, I think it'd be so great if he was able to pull that performance together on Saturday because then he would really be unstoppable, but we'll take what we can get, baby steps. So starting in 16th off the grid, Bender clearly had his work cut out for him. Um, by the end of the first lap, he already got to 11th place, and then from there, he was able to pick off opponents one by one. So one thing I really want to highlight with Binder's performance in the first quarter of the race specifically was that he was one of two riders to match his net movement with his volatility. So this means every single time he made a clean pass, he was able to hold it. He did not have back and forth battles on a lap to lap basis with his opponents. Um, and this gave him quite a big advantage because he was able to really keep moving forward. And while we're on this topic, I just have to give Alex Marquez props because he was that other rider that was able to match his net and volatility. So both Alex Marquez and Brad Bender had subpar qualifying, great starts off the grid, and really effective movement in the first quarter of the race. So what is Bender's secret? What allows him to show up on Sunday and be able to pick his way through the pack? Um, we touched on this with Martin, but... It's a little bit different. For Binder, he has superior consistency. So for this race, he ranked number one for consistency index. He did fall in the top four for speed index. So he has a very strong balance between the two. But I really want to focus on consistency. This can be a difficult characteristic for younger riders to really harness. They either tend to come into MotoGP with really strong consistency, weaker speed, and that's their area of improvement, or vice versa. I personally believe coming into MotoGP with a strong consistency base is a huge advantage because speed will come. It'll come as you adapt to the bike, adapt to the tracks, and really get a feel for the series. 
The fact that Bender had a top four speed index and had the number one consistency index is huge, and it really just tells you a lot about him as a rider. He is very aware of his opponents and more importantly, his tires, and he knows when to push and how to be effective when doing so. Lastly, I just want to give a quick shout out to Mir because he had very similar performance characteristics to those that we have already mentioned, but he did in fact hold the strongest efficiency index. So we saw that effective forward movement through him. Um, He was a little bit on his own up there in second place chasing Martin, but he also did have the second strongest speed index and fell within the top four for consistency. So I know that Suzuki had a new device on their bike and it really seems like they're getting in their groove and ready to push for the second half of the season. Now, I know I just said lastly, but now I really mean it. Before we switch gears to next weekend, I want to just talk about Ducati as a whole. I feel like we can take a lot away from both the factory and Pramac Ducati teams. Martin, obviously, with his first MotoGP race win, we really got to know him a bit more as a rider and understand his awareness and calculation on the track. Bagnaya had a great qualifying, had a bit of a better start before the red flag and then had a little trouble um, recovering from that. But we can also learn a lot about racing from Zarco and Miller. Miller was fighting hard for the podium positions. He was having a really great race until he pushed just a bit too hard. Now, this unfortunately wasn't a huge surprise as we have seen Miller struggle with tire preservation and awareness in the past, but I did watch a very interesting interview of Zarco reflecting back on the race and he made a point to note that once he saw Miller crash, he knew that he really had to check in with himself and know when to push and how hard to push. We did see him in the top five for a majority of the race after Miller crashed out. He was sitting in fourth and it looked like a strong finish for him until the last lap where he was overtaken by both Binder and Nakagami. But it was this awareness that allowed him to still finish in the top six and those are very valuable championship points as he is uh, second still in the world championship. So just a little, you know, reminder that tire preservation and a rider's ability to really understand the varying conditions around them is a huge advantage and can really make or break a race. All right, let's switch gears and talk about part two of the double header in Austria. Now, this past weekend, we did have some varying weather conditions we saw on and off rain. Um, Looking ahead, and again, it is only Tuesday, so weather could change, but we are expected to have a pretty wet weekend. Definitely warmer temperatures, falling in the mid-80s for Fahrenheit in regards to air temperature, and definitely significant cloud coverage, which again is going to affect the amount of incoming solar radiation being absorbed by the track and therefore result in cooler circuit temperatures. So again, it is only Tuesday. We do have a few days before riders do take to the circuit, but we're most likely going to be seeing on and off rain throughout the weekend and potentially a full wet race. Now, a wet circuit automatically reduces the race pace, and a lot of emphasis then comes on 
the strategic passing as well as consistency. So here is where we may be seeing some of the more seasoned riders shine. Um, They tend to have a little bit more experience in those scenarios, but we also know that the Ducati riders tend to handle wet races quite well. Now, if we're talking manufacturers, I would definitely be keeping an eye on both factory and Pramac Ducati teams. Honestly, both factory and satellite Honda teams, both Marquez brothers and Nakagami have had a pretty good track record at this circuit and we did see some very redeeming qualities from them last weekend. We also can't count Pulisbargro out. We have not seen him on the podium with the Honda yet, but we do know that last year in Austria, he did get the KTM on the podium and he has a proven ability to succeed in wet conditions. Um, I would not count Bender and Oliveira out for KTM. Hopefully Oliveira is able to come back a little stronger this weekend. But since we know Bender does have that superior consistency, hoping that we can see with reduced race pace him start a little higher on the grid and then be able to overtake more from there. I think we can definitely learn a lot from last weekend heading into the second round in Austria. There are some very specific key performance characteristics that we see with the successful riders at this circuit. We know it's not an easy circuit. There's very deep braking and hard acceleration points, which Ducati historically has prevailed in, but we saw all manufacturers fighting in the top this weekend. And if we do have rain and see slower race pace, then all bets are off because it's a much more even playing field. So I really think this weekend is going to emphasize every single rider's spatial awareness, how that translates to tire wear, track conditions, and where their opponents are pushing and where perhaps they hold an advantage over others. I'm not going to lie, this episode definitely took a little bit of a turn from what I had originally laid out, but I do think it's important sometimes to focus more on the key characteristics that can translate to a successful racer and apply those to real race scenarios. So hopefully you did learn something more about some of these very unique, talented riders and above that, just what can really contribute to a race win. Um, So There are so many moving parts in MotoGP racing. I like to say that racing is more than just a fast bike with a talented rider. It's a mosaic of variable circumstances, and those are ever-changing. So we have a few more days until riders are back on the circuit, but we look forward to hopefully another exciting race weekend. Maybe we will see a non-red flag race, but as it's been going in Austria, who knows? And that is a wrap for today as we head into part two of the Austrian doubleheader. I'm Julia Robinson, and you have been listening to Racing to Win, brought to you by Apex 146. Thank you for joining, and have a fantastic race weekend.